came to America when he was six months old. He started as a stock boy at the grocery store. Eventually, he owned it. He turned it into the biggest grocery store chain in New York City. He now owns a real estate company worth over $2 billion. He ran for mayor of New York City. He almost won. You can't make this story up. This is the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis. Everywhere around the world, they come to America. Every time that flag's unfurled, they come to America. Good morning, America. This is the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis here Sunday morning. Happy Father's Day. We got former Governor Pat McCrory on a possible third-party run with no labels. Is that possible? We have Chad Lopez, president of WABC, on their visit to Washington. AM radio, bipartisan support by Democrats and Republicans. Mario Economo on the update, what's going on in Europe. James Grimaldi, and he'll tell us about the Wagner Group. What's going on? Uh, they are supplying the soldiers to Russia. Dr. Peter Mikhailos, how to stay alive longer. A tidbit from Roger Stone on who he has on on Sunday. And let's start off with Donald Trump Jr. And you can feel the pain in his voice talking about what they did to his father with the indictment. They want to make sure that no one ever steps in. And guess what, guys? One day, it's going to be you. It's going to be one of your loved ones that's going to need help, and no one's going to step in. And I think that's what they want. They want you to be helpless. Uh, you know, they're going after Trump the same way. They don't want someone that stands up to the system and questions it. You know, the, the permanent Washington, D.C. elite, they're the ones that make the decisions. I mean, sure, you vote for them, and we'll tell you what you want to hear, but we're not going to actually do anything. That would be ludicrous. And when you do, they're going to make sure you pay like they're trying to do to my father. They're looking for any reason to come up with a way to jail their political opponents, guys. This is, you know, Andrew Weitzman, he was the star of, uh, you know, the Mueller, Mueller, Mueller That's nonsense. Exactly right. And there's no, you know, and again, it, there's a seemingly interesting track record. If you look at all of the shadiness associated with Weitzman and a lot of the things that he had done in the past, uh, if you look at what's going on, uh, with, with the prosecutors as it relates to both the lady trying it as well as the guy in charge down in Miami. All sorts of shady stuff. They're choosing the people who have no morals, who have no decency, who are willing to break the laws of the United States and our Constitution to get the desired results. Again, that doesn't seem to be coincidental that those are the people that magically end up on these things. Because that's where we are as a country right now. now. And I hope that people are waking up because, you know, right now it's Trump, but it's only a matter of time till they're going after each and every one of us for the same types of things. Uh, Donald Jr., the, I was watching your dad on Fox Business and listening to it on WABC Radio last night. And I put on Channel 2, uh, CBS, nothing. I put on NBC, nothing. I put on uh, ABC Television, nothing. I put on MSNBC, nothing. I put on CNN, nothing. Why are they not carrying news? And actually, John, it's worse. On CNN, you know what You know what happened with Jake Tapper, who's one of the main uh, hosts uh, there? Yeah. Fake, fake Jake. We're, we're not going to even dignify this. It's so, uh, you know, the guy that lied about Russia, Russia, Russia for five years, I take it personally only because I guess I was uh, allegedly 
uh, the root cause of three of their big bombshells, you know, where the walls were closing in and they finally got Trump. Now, they all turned out to be lies. Uh, and many of them turned out to be lies within a few days. But, you know, there's no correction because that's the point. They're not reporting news. They're reporting the narrative of the regime that they want, that they're supporting. These people don't care about the news. They care about the results that they want for their party, which is the radical left Democrat Party, a party that's lost its mind. Don, Don, this is former Congressman Pete King. And, you know, you talked about the Russia investigation. I remember being down in the Intelligence Committee with you when Adam Yeah, you were in the room, Pete. Yeah, exactly. And Schiff and Swalwell, the way there was one lie after another. Then you, uh, absolutely nothing came out at all. Yet you listen to CNN and they had the biggest expose in the world. If you believe Schiff and you believe Swalwell, that whole They they had me. I remember, I remember in that meeting, uh, Pete, I came out, they took my phones. They took my lawyer's phone, so I was in there for like nine and a half hours. So I get out. It's 7 o'clock at night, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened to them. Looking, I'm like, wow, here, 9 a.m., 11, you know, 11, 1, 3, 5, uh, all the things that were, uh, you know, going on in the room. Now, biased, it was shift leaking during the bathroom breaks. You know, so it's so classified, my lawyers couldn't even have their phones in there. Meanwhile, right. you know, he's leaking to this to CNN and MSDNC. Uh, everything that was going on in the room, obviously not the truth, but it's like, you know, Donald Trump Jr. stumbling, failing. You know, there, there's a reason my transcript never leaked, and it was because it was perfect and there was nothing wrong with it. But and by the way, it was perfect. from I, saying they finally have you. You know what I mean? They got you. It's nonsense, but that, that's the game that we're playing right now, unfortunately. We don't live in a democracy anymore. That's a terrible thing to go through. You, you, uh, you and your family went through that. I mean, also seeing people like Oh, picks down there. It was absolutely terrible what they would yeah. for those guys tried to do. And everybody Honestly, worked. In all fairness, they were. he was trying to try me for treason, a crime punishable by death. At this point, for me, that's like an average Tuesday. <laughs> right now, you know, I'm like, oh, death, big deal. At this point, they'd probably be doing me a favor. Uh, but, like, you know, that you know, it, it's a big deal. And, again, there was never any truth to it. But they figure if they lock you in a room, I did, you know, close to 50 hours of congressional testimony for treason. Uh, you know, you get you say one thing wrong, it, you know, it's not treason, but they got you for perjury and then they put you in jail for that. That That's the point. Uh, there's there's no they're not trying to figure out the law. They're trying to get you to say enough stuff that eventually you make a mistake, even if it's well intentioned, even if it's that's what they, how they get Flynn and those guys. Well, you know, I don't want to. I can't spend half a million dollars in legal fees, and I understand that. That breaks a lot of people. Yeah, you just know, trying to bog in, you I'm down. I'm going to go in with good faith, Rita. I'm going to tell them everything I remember. Oh, I forgot about that phone call that happened three and a half years ago. Remember the big bombshell uh, around the, the phone call? I didn't remember wh- who the unknown number was on like three years that. ago. Like, <laughs> you don't remember who called you on June 7th? I was like, I don't know. I speak to hundreds of people a day. What are you talking about? Me- it must be Trump. And it turns out it was one of my friends, uh, like a real estate buddy from work like, wow. that has an unknown number, you know, two years later. But they were so sure they ran with it as though it was the gospel. They couldn't believe that I couldn't remember who called me at 332 three <laughs> years prior. I mean, it's, you know, that was obviously, you know, they got me red handed. I'm like, I just legitimately don't remember. It turns out to be a buddy of mine. Nothing to do with anything that they were trying to allege. Wow. Well, everybody, um, we are talking to Donald Trump Jr. here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, Dom, um, I want to also ask you about um, the GOP is now pushing today big time to try to get a special counsel to investigate Biden. Talk about a contrast real quick to, you know, with all these allegations with the audio tapes real quick. Your thoughts on that? 
Well, it's, it's insanity. Again, and like, look, Hunter Biden's the perfect example. And now it's apparently Joe Biden, and there's audio tapes. And, you know, if it was me, I'd have been in the gulags. They'd put me in Gitmo already. This guy's taking a billion from China. He's on the payroll of Ukraine. No one knows what he's actually doing there. He has no experience in any of the businesses. He's not required to show up. He doesn't speak the language. He doesn't know anything about energy. But magically, you know, Joe Biden becomes vice president. He decides these are the countries I'm going to focus on. And then the next day they're making shell entities in these companies to conduct business. Yeah, yeah. If that was Don Jr., I'm sure it would be fine, Rita. Thank you for coming on, and God bless you. And we need truth in America. We continue with Common Sense on the Cats Roundtable, and we let our audience decide. With us today is former Governor Pat McCrory. He was the governor of North Carolina, and he is the national co-chairman of No Labels. Now, what is No Labels? Well, they're a bipartisan organization, uh, politicians, business people, uh, Americans that worry about both sides. Uh, Governor, uh, tell us about no labels. Usually we have uh, Senator Lieberman on, who's a good friend for 40 years, but you tell us your what, what you want to say. Well, first, Senator Lieberman's a great uh, fellow co-chair of the organization, along with Larry Hogan, former governor of uh, Maryland, and also Ben Chavis, Dr. Ben Chavis, former civil rights activist who worked for Martin Luther King. And we're all working together. Uh, first of all, No Label's been around about 12 uh, years to work. Uh, they helped create the Problem Solvers Caucus, which is trying to bring Republicans and Democrats together to solve problems that both parties seem to be ignoring or can't come to a consensus on. But lately, uh, No Label's is also working on looking at if the Right now, over two-thirds of the American people are dissatisfied with the two leading contenders of the Republican and Democratic Party uh, that most likely will win after Super Tuesday. And if that continues, we're going to run a third-party candidate, which would be a bipartisan ticket, Republican and Democrat or independent, on the ticket to offer the American people another choice especially if they continue to be so dissatisfied with the choices that might be presented by um, the Republican Democratic Party. And in the meantime, we're getting on all the ballots uh, in the 50 states. And um, if if we get on all the ballots and if the polls continue after Super Tuesday to show that two-thirds of the people aren't satisfied with the two nominees, uh, we'll go ahead run another nominee, and also have a convention in Dallas, uh, Texas, in April. Uh, Understood. And uh, uh, what would it take to get a third-party candidate involved uh, in 50 states? I mean, how much money? I mean, the the last time there was a serious uh, third-party candidate was uh, in 19, uh, was it 1988? Uh, when Ross yeah, Perot uh, ran, Ross Perot, uh, when you had Clinton and uh, Clinton and Bush in the race, the difference between well, now and then, however, 1992. The, the difference between now and then is when Clinton and Bush were running, uh, they weren't really a lot different. There wasn't a huge gap between the two, as we see between Trump and Biden. And uh, and and second uh we never saw this dissatisfaction among the american people and the two nominees usually in about every presidential election around 30 to 40 percent of the people go gosh i don't want either one we've never seen numbers where two-thirds of the people are saying we don't want either one so it's almost as though the two parties are 
kind of taking the American people for granted and just assuming that we all have to concur with their choices from the primaries. And the fact is, nowhere in their Constitution talks about the political parties. And and we are going to try to get on the ballots. Now, one problem is the political parties uh, are trying to block us from getting on the ballots, uh, which is against the Constitution, uh, because they want to they want to uh, protect their duopoly or monopoly, as most people yeah, would they say. Want, and uh, they want red, red or blue. They want red or blue. When in fact, the one reason I'm intrigued by no labels. Listen, during my political career as a mayor for 14 years of Charlotte and governor. And a, a failed U.S. Senate candidate. Were you I've a Democrat a or Republican? I don't. I don't know. I'm a re- I'm a Republican, and I've been yes. I've been labeled as a right wing extremist, and I've also been labeled as a, a left wing rhino. <laughs> and so you, you know, the fact is, most, most somewhere in between. Opinion. You're somewhere in between. <laughs> well, maybe it's good that no one yeah. can pin me down. But we're using labels to stifle conversation, to stop conversation. And the fact of the matter is most American people may be liberal on one issue, but conservative on other issues or moderate on other issues. It depends upon the issue. But the media and the political parties want to label you as one encompassing fit, one fit all. And the fact of the matter is we're all individuals with different opinions on many different issues. And we're too too we're rushing to label people. And the minute we label someone, we stifle conversation. Right now, uh, the way the parties are running things and the way they control their primaries, it looks like it could be Trump or Trump and Biden. And if that continues and the majority of people don't like either candidate, we'll run. If it changes between now and then, we probably won't run a ticket, but we'll try to influence both parties to come more to the center and start working and solving these complex long-term problems that we're kicking Understood. the uh, solutions down the road Governor, the we're, generation. we're out of time, but Governor Pat McCrory, former governor of North Carolina, now national co-chair of No Labels, considering a middle-of-the-road, no-labels candidate for president. Thank you. Stay in touch, and let's keep talking. Thank you very much. This is John Katzmatidis. If you want to hear the full interview, go to WABCRadio.com. You're listening to a show just focused on finding solutions. It's the Cats Roundtable. What is going on with AM radio? With us today is the president of WABC, Chad Lopez, that attended a hearing with Washington senators and congresspeople, uh, with the New York State broadcasters people in Washington, Chad Lopez, fill us in. You know what? I, I can tell you that um, AM radio is alive and well and will be around. I think uh, we had a great meeting lobbying with uh, Congress and senators, but it was great going down there and, you know, I have to say, and it's not because I work for you, and it's not because you own WABC, but WABC is a station. It's one of the primary entry points. It's the EAS system, the emergency broadcaster for New York, New York City. What was great about that is, and it's a compliment to you, everybody was saying, you know, WABC, the, the heritage, iconic call letters were put in the right hands. And 
the reason they were giving you those compliments was because you were part of going down and making sure that AM radio stays alive. Not because it was your station, because it was the emergency broadcasting station. And you took that to heart. We went down, we met with the FCC three months prior, and now we're on, we're, we were lobbying Capitol Hill. I understand Senator Schumer was there. I understand uh, Congressman Nadler was there representing the Democratic Party. This is a bipartisan effort between Democrats and Republicans. They both feel AM radio has to survive. And the stuff coming out of uh, Detroit, let's say, is a lot of nonsense. Tell us your thoughts on what they're looking to, uh, to accomplish. Well, well it, let's, you're, you're absolutely right about the, um, it being a bipartisan bill. And when we met with both sides, both sides didn't really have an argument. They were for it. They are for it, when, especially when you figure it out. You know, you, they, they started figuring out that um, there's really nothing to fight about. And when you have a bill that's bipartisan, everybody's going to agree. But they want to make sure that they're all agreeing on the same thing. So the act is, it's AM radio and every vehicle act, uh, 3413 and 1669. Uh, AIM is essential for, ev for the emergency alert system and the essential communications for New York, EAS. WABC is that station. FEMA, not automakers, should be determining the type of emergency communication services in the United States. Why that's important is FEMA has shored up these stations, hardened all of these stations to make sure that they are resistant to any EMP, any uh, storms, disasters, if we're at war, and they want to make sure that these stations are ready and able. FEMA has shored up these stations that every one of these stations, if every station was to go off and these stations were to broadcast, it would reach 82 million people, John. 82 million people. No, I think it's a lot more. Uh, I understand from FEMA, they said to me, that the AM stations reach 97% of the American public. Yes. And that is a, a big strength. And if something happened to the internet, something happened to the, to, to the generators, or something happened to uh, the GPS system, the electric cars stop running. Yes. There's yes. no GPS. That is true. Uh, the, 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 uh, Streams, everything. Streams go down, but AM radio is run by FEMA, stays on for ninety-seven percent of the American. Yes, but and more importantly, mandating AM radio in cars is appropriate because the government mandates EAS equipment and testing. Why would we give these privately owned companies the ability to decide if they are going to push out an emergency alert? when the government is in control of that. Do you know, John, when we had the balloons flying over, right, coming down from Canada, there could have been an EMP on those balloons. Yeah. That electric magnetic pulse could have taken out all the satellite systems, then what would they have gone to to alert the yes. country? And let me tell you something, for, the, for those people out there that are suspicious that uh, in time of war we won't be able to have communications, that could be a, one reason somebody in Washington was pushing it. The other reason is 
They'd rather put in electronics in your car where they could charge you $9.99 a month. Correct. And, John, do you really think it's the $9 that these car companies are, do- are really concerned about? Let the Democrats, Republicans decide on their own. <laughs> I don't care. But AM radio is going to survive. Yes, it, but it also comes down to it's really the data. They want to be able to control everybody in those cars. Volvo is one of the companies saying they don't want that. John, do you know who owns Volvo? Who? The Chinese. Wow. Right? So that when that came out, and everyone... Who, and said, who makes most of the batteries for electric cars? The Chinese. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Thank you, Chad Lopez, president of WABC, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. All right. Let's keep AM radio alive, John. Hope the coffee is staying warm in the Cats Roundtable, and we have some pretty good discussions this morning. With us today is Mario Canamo, our friendly banker from New York, London, Zurich, and uh, he gives us a report of what's going on in Europe and how it affects us in the United States. Mario, good morning. How are you? Yes, good morning, Cats Roundtable. I'm very well, thank you. So let's just uh, start the program off with a discussion regarding the European Central Bank and the fact that they increased the interest rate by 25 basis points um, earlier this week. Uh, they are on schedule to increase it once again in July. And now 80% of the analysts out there are saying that they will most likely continue to increase the interest rates uh, in September. Uh, The European Commission, for its part, has said that all the European countries should not be providing any more salary increases. Companies should stop providing salary increases in order to help fight this uh, battle against inflation. And they've also said that moving forward, all of the energy subsidies that various governments around the European Union were giving to individuals uh, for their households to subsidize high energy costs, those now need to stop. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the fall and in the winter when the weather turns and people will need a lot of natural gas uh, in order to heat their homes once again. Uh, understood. And in, in, uh, the, in the United States, they paused interest rates. In Canada, they raised it a quarter point. But Powell in the United States threatened to increase rate, interest rates in the future, which I think they should consider dropping rates because they're, they're ruining the real estate economy. They're ruining the banks. I mean, you ruin the banks and you ruin the real estate economy in the United States. What's next? Yes, well, the same thing is going to apply to Europe. And once again, I have to say they're all uh, working together and they're all increasing rates. And I'm not sure why they're increasing them so dramatically. And they're not pausing to see if the measures they've taken thus far will actually have an impact on bringing inflation down. So far, we are seeing inflation is slightly coming down, but that's driven primarily by the fact that the costs of energy have come down dramatically. But there's, uh, it is what it is, and unfortunately, a lot of people will suffer in the form of higher uh, payments that they're going to need to make in Europe regarding their mortgages, which, as we've discussed before, are not fixed for 30 years. They're actually uh, mortgage rates which move along with interest rates up or down. Exactly. Uh, tell us about Ukraine, Russia, anything going on new there? Yes, uh, there's a lot of things uh, I wanted to touch on there. Uh, there is a very large NATO exercise that's occurring in Germany. It's called Air Defender 23 with roughly 10,000 people participating from 25 countries and 250 aircraft. Um, the goal, of course, is for them to be able to show that NATO can deter any type of an attack from any other country on European uh, or NATO member countries. Uh, the 
Secretary General of NATO, Mr. Stoltenberg, said something very interesting. He said that basically the more gains that the Ukraine is able to achieve in its counteroffensive that's now been launched against the Russian invasion, the stronger their negotiating hand will be at the peace table. Now that I find a very interesting statement because uh, if you recall when this all started, nobody was prepared to discuss anything but the complete removal of all Russian troops uh, from the Ukraine and back to what the original borders were. We've now moved the marker, and it looks like NATO is saying there's going to be a negotiation uh, at the peace table, and therefore we need to just go into it with a stronger hand. If we know we're going to negotiate, maybe it makes sense to negotiate now instead of actually uh, having a lot more people die uh, for what may ultimately be uh, a futile effort in being able to have a stronger position at the negotiating table. Uh, I got two more president- questions because we're on limited time today. Nucle- nuclear bombs in Belarus. Is that serious? Is that going to happen? Uh, they're tactical nuclear warheads, and it looks like they've already been transported and put into the Belarus, uh, into the country of Belarus. Uh, I don't anticipate uh, they're going to be giving uh, the uh, access codes and the ability to the Belarus- Belarusians to uh, actually activate those and fire those. Those will remain under lock and key by the Russians themselves. But it is a it, it is an escalation by the Russian side, uh, and I think that. The Russian side is adamant about uh, the fact that it now controls roughly 20 percent of the Ukrainian uh, eastern territory, and it's not prepared to give that back. Saudi Arabia is undermining the United States. What goes on with that? I think Saudi Arabia is beginning to see that the world itself is changing very quickly, that Russia and China, along with the BRICS countries, are actually taking strong initiatives. We now know also that President Macron of France has actually asked to be invited and to attend the BRICS summit, which will happen in August in South Africa. We know that uh, Egypt itself has formally applied to join the BRICS. I don't think Saudi Arabia itself is undermining. I think Saudi Arabia is seeing the quote-unquote shifting sands, uh, and it therefore wants to make sure that it's positioned to do what is necessary. And um, and you have the United States uh, Secretary of State on the way to China. Is that yes. an appeasement? Um, no, I think it's uh, realpolitik. We need to sit down and we need to speak with the rest of the world. Right now, what America and what Europe, who's following America, is doing is obviously not working. The idea that we think that NATO is strong and the idea that we think we can actually live in a bubble and we don't need access to three-quarters of the remaining world's population is ridiculous. We need to speak with people, we need to negotiate with people, and we need to have good trade agreements with all the countries in the world. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, Mario Economo. Thank you, Mr. Katsimatidis. Enjoy your day. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. Welcome back to the Cat.
Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis. And we continue with the Cats Roundtable with truth, justice, and the American way, because that's what our heart believes in. There's so many things happening in the Middle East, so many things happening in Russia, Ukraine. With us today is James Grimaldi with the Wall Street Journal for over 10 years. And he's done a, a detailed study on this new Wagner group. Uh, and those are the people that uh, President Putin has hired. And how do you say it? The, they, they run their own army. They're a hit squad. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah they, it's actually been designated by the, uh, the United States government as a transnational criminal organization. So it's not really a paramilitary group or, uh, or private military company in the way we would think about it here in the United States. It's, it's, uh, it, it, and it's been accused of war crimes. So uh, it really kind of goes beyond just your regular sort of private military group. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely in Ukraine. They've got deployed there 50,000 personnel including 10,000 contractors and another 40,000 who are convicts. So in other words, they go to various countries. They, they, uh, we've seen this in the movies, uh, James. Uh, you go to a different country, you say, we'll take all your criminals out. You don't have to feed them anymore. And if you, if you do good and you tell the criminals, if you do good, we'll give you a pardon at the end of the day. Wasn't that That's in the right. movie we saw? Uh, I think it has been in the movies. And then, I mean, it, it goes back to Stalin did that in World War II. Uh, and if you defect, they, they say they'll track you down and kill you. And, in fact, in our video documentary, which you can see on WSJ.com slash Shadow Man, which is the name of the film, we document one particular death by a sledgehammer of a young man who uh, defected and was recaptured and they killed him. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a pretty brutal organization and, and they've gone beyond just, uh, Ukraine. They actually began working on behalf of, uh, the Russian government to help out, uh, the Assad's in Syria in exchange for some 25% of oil that they were able to recapture when they, during their civil war. When president Biden came into office, he, he closed down the pipeline. He, uh, he put EPA in charge and reduced uh, output of the United States uh, oil. So oil went from 55 to 110, 120, made Russia rich again. And the Russia had an extra billion dollars a day. So they go out and hire the, the Wagner Group to attack Ukraine. Is that, a, is that a nice short story? Well, it's not necessarily the analysis that uh, I'm familiar with. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than what we study here, which was how the, the, uh, the Wagner group actually operates. Um, I mean, obviously, the war in Ukraine has created uh, a price spike for the price of oil. And there have been enormous sanctions that have been imposed probably more in the history of Europe and the United States government against um, many of the state uh, owned companies, as well as many of the companies that are controlled by Yevgeny Prigozhin, who is the founder of the Wagner Group. Well, the price of oil did double. 
and it did make Russia rich again. And they had a lot of excess cash to spend. Well, I guess that's one analysis. Well, so you can use it in your analysis uh, because it's true. <laughs> we I said that in our 40-minute 40, 40 documentary, which you can find again at wsj.com slash shadowman. Yeah, I, would, I would commend you to, to watch it. It is 40 minutes, but it's a very fast 40 minutes. You can also find it on YouTube, on your smart TV. We don't go into uh, sort of an economic analysis of Russia. We do go into the economic analysis of how this Wagner group actually operates. And what they do is they go into, into continents like Africa. They've gone into the Central African Republic. And when they moved in there, they made a deal. They made a deal with the president there. And they said, we'll give you protection. Uh, we will give you misinformation and disinformation campaigns. And in return, you let us go into your gold mines and your diamond mines and take those back in order to run the Wagner operation and the war machine. Wow. Wow. So in other words, it's part of the international crime group. It's it's definitely uh, a quid pro quo that has been uncovered by us and a number of other groups. And it's gotten very brutal. I mean, there was uh, basically the Central African Republic is very close to being a rogue state. It's very close to, you know, not having civil order. It's a very dangerous place to go. And the, the Wagner group has gone in and promised security for the president there and has gone into areas that are really in civil war and gone to battle with some of the, the local gangs and groups there. In one case, they went in that we uh, we document and the United Nations documented in our documentary, Shadow Men. Uh, they go into this small village and they engage in a variety of atrocities uh, alleged by the United Nations, including burying people alive and killing children and uh, raping uh, women and um, cutting people's testicles off and parading them through the streets uh, of this uh, small village. Uh, basically, terrorism-type activity in order to fight off this organization, this gang, uh, this part, this second part of the country, to, to ward them off from this gold mine, which has now become the first industrialized gold mine in the Central African Republic. And we have video, uh, we have satellite imagery that we've obtained that actually show how the Wagner Group have developed this mine in just the past few years since they made this agreement with the president of the, the Central African Republic. Where would I find it? WallStreetJournal.com? Yeah, slash shadow man. You can also find it on YouTube. If you have a YouTube on your smart TV, just put in WSJ and you'll find shadow man. Or you could plug it into, you know, any browser on a laptop computer to, to see it. Um, you know, it's really quite a sprawling enterprise. We had reporters from around the world. We had our man in Ukraine, uh, James Marson, who was just a Pulitzer finalist. Uh, he's uh, explaining quite a bit about how uh, Russia has been working. And uh, we recruited uh, to speak to us uh, the former head of the U.S. Treasury Sanctions Agency, who talks about how Putin uh, wants Russia to become a great power. Uh, he's, he wants it to control throughout 
Europe and Asia and Africa and other parts of the world. Its territorial ambitions are really seen through this Wagner Group, uh, which, you know, uh, has been given all kinds of contracts. You know, they call the guy Prigozhin, they called him uh, they called him Putin's chef because he began as a caterer in uh, the Kremlin. And eventually he's grown into this international warlord. Uh, it's a fascinating tale. We, we really commend your listeners to maybe check it out on YouTube, Shadow Men. Well, I will certainly check it out. Anything else you want to tell the American people? I mean, this is going to tell us Putin hires these guys. Do you have any idea how much they're paying him? Yeah, we have actually seen that seen some of those paychecks. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what we said, but I think because we weren't able to quite document exactly what those were, we weren't able to do that. But we were able to document uh, uh, a number of companies that uh, Putin uh, uh, and the Russian government was paying uh, the, the Wagner Group. And you can see how their contracts skyrocketed. Um, you know, it's sort of like old fashioned, uh, you know, kind of military industrial complex graft. Right. And the contract sky skyrocketed during the Ukraine war. So there's some uh, some detail in our documentary that actually shows what they do. But, you know, a lot of the families of some of these prisoners are, are feeling as if this was not such a great deal in terms of what they were getting in return that, you know, they may have gotten out of prison, but they became cannon fodder. And many of them have been the first to die in the war in Ukraine. Understood. Well, let me tell you something. You've done a great job. You're doing the old fashioned work uh, where the reporters usually act actually were investigative reporters. James Grimaldi, Wall Street Journal. Thank you so much for for doing what you're doing. And, and hopefully the American people We'll learn more about this. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, this is the Cats Roundtable. We'll be right back. With us today is Dr. Peter Michalos, our in-house genius. He knows he's a historian. He knows about medicine. He knows about science. He is one good guy. Dr. Michalos, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about essential amino acids and what are amino acids amino acids are the building blocks that make most of our body and all our body parts eventually start out with these chemicals called amino acids that we get from the various food groups and we need these amino acid chemicals to digest food to grow and repair our body tissue and to make hormones and even our brain chemicals uh, our body uses about 20 of them but nine of them are considered essential, and briefly, they're called histidine, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, theanine, tryptophan, and valine. And these are all the chemicals that we need to get our body basically running properly. If we have an amino acid deficiency, what happens to us? We have decreased immunity because our immune system needs it. We get digestive problems. We get depression because what's the chemical that we need for our happy hormone is serotonin. And you need those amino acids to make that serotonin. It affects fertility. It affects slow growth in children. It affects memory loss in adults. And one of the signs that you may have an amino acid deficiency is fatigue. Recently, they found they did a study in mice with one of the amino acids called taurine. And they found that it increased the lifespan of mice 
by uh, by 12% in female mice and 10% in male mice. Now, what does that mean for humans? When they test things on mice, because a lot of times a lot of the mice studies end up being similar to humans, four months in a mouse life is about seven years in humans. So that's significantly. But don't take taurine supplements if you're uh, pregnant or you're breastfeeding and always consult with your uh, physician first. And it's interesting that energy drinks, a lot of them have taurine in it because they report that it helps energy levels and that supports your immunity and it protects you from oxidative stress. And that could also be things that stress your lungs. And that's why a lot of people who have asthma, for example, take a taurine supplement. And again, check with your doctor if that's okay with you. And they also avoid dairy products, which they think cause more mucus plugs and aggravate asthma. So it's interesting that some of the integrative medicine doctors and homeopathic doctors suggest using that. It's also uh, important for healthy metabolism of fat. And that's one of the things they think it might be associated with weight, lo- weight, weight loss as well. Is there a blood test that, that, that tests the, that if you have sufficient amino acids in your system? Yes, you can actually test for all your all 20 amino acids and you can actually check your levels. It's got to be 20 uh, separate tests? They check the uh, 20 levels of amino acids. So if you're low in a certain amino acid, for example, if you're low on lysine, you might be getting more viral infections. That's why in many countries around the world, the United States, the alternative medicine doctors and integrative medicine doctors uh, recommend lysine, which uh, is the sooner you have a sign of getting a canker sore in your mouth, they take lysine. Of course, speak to your doctor first. There are studies now, and uh, and I actually have used it uh, myself, and I've recommended it to my family members, and everybody's saying, wow, that's amazing. I wish somebody told me that earlier. So something like an amino acid like lysine is known to have antiviral properties, and it's pretty well established in the literature. But you can check the levels, but most insurance companies are not going to pay for that blood test, and you have to go out of pocket to measure it. And when you do a deep dive in your laboratories, that's one of the tests that you can really learn a lot about your body. There's a lot of different blood tests that are not done routinely. Now there's all kinds of Markers, for example, for cancer, you know, we've talked about the gallery test by Grail. There's cancer markers that are elevated in pancreatic cancer. So there's a lot of things now in modern times that we can learn through detailed blood tests. And that's why people are sometimes going out of the system and seeing a private integrative uh, medicine doctor like, uh, you know, our friend Dr. Magdalena in the Hamptons who does a deep dive and they go into all the details of all this blood work that you normally would not get. But today we wanted to tell people about the exciting news about this study that was done in mice and they're going to start doing it, test, doing studies in humans and seeing what effects does taurine have on the aging process because now we also have those tests for the aging clock to see if it actually slows down your biological age versus your chronological age. So keep that in mind and you heard it here first because it's right off the press. Uh, recently on the uh, effects of amino acids like taurine on health and longevity. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. Uh, I mean, we're moving medicine at at, uh, warp speed. What kind of foods uh, uh, do you, to get the right amount of amino acids, what kind of foods do they uh, usually found in? Well, you can get them in a a good uh, grass-fed 
beef is a good way to do it. Uh, Wild-caught fish, eating uh, spinach, kale, quinoa, fermented foods like sauerkraut, things like beets, avocado, olive oil, and all the components basically of the Mediterranean diet have all these little pieces of these chemicals. They're like a crossword puzzle. They're the building blocks of the chemicals that make our body, and also they're the building blocks. So a good, balanced diet should remain. Absolutely. Just avoid processed foods. As we said, processed food stops bacteria from growing. So if you take processed food in your intestine, guess what the chemicals Especially the with, with, with uh, the processed foods, especially with, uh, <coughs> what do you call it, uh, uh, preservatives in it, they kill your, your, they kill your good uh, stuff in, it, in your stomach. They kill your good bacteria, and that's called dysbiosis because your microbiome is altered by the preservatives that actually kill the good bacteria. And those are the things that we you know, teach our people at WABC and try to avoid those preservatives. And if you can't read the ingredients on a label, avoid it. Last question. Uh, somebody sent it to me, what we talked about about six months ago, using mouthwash with alcohol in it kills some great bacteria. It kills the bad bacteria, but it kills the good bacteria in your mouth too. I understand there was a, some kind of study out this week. They found that some of the microbiome, like different diseases, when you have a different diseases, the microbiome in your mouth, when they measure the different bacteria, are different. And some of the good bacteria get killed by some of these certain mouthwashes that are very powerful. And they found that that's associated with diseases. And one of the interesting diseases was high blood pressure, that when you knock out some of the good bacteria, it alters chemicals in your microbiome that affects your blood pressure and raises your blood pressure. You know, we have all these sugars that we're putting in our mouth, and that causes overgrowth sometimes of the bad bacteria. That's why when they look at skulls from 1,000 and 2,000 years ago, they don't have any cavities because they weren't eating processed sugar. They were eating more of a natural-based diet. The balance of the microbiome in the mouth is important and is going to be an indicator and probably a way to measure in the future and anticipate certain diseases. Dr. Peter Mihalos, thank you for coming on this Sunday. Happy Father's Day. God bless you, and, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thanks for always getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable. Stopping in today, Roger Stone. Roger, who do you have on your new Sunday show at 3 o'clock on WABC Radio? John, this Sunday I have Trump impeachment lawyer David Schoen, one of the most brilliant lawyers I've ever met. He's going to analyze the Department of Justice's case against Donald Trump. And, of course, uh, since last Sunday, when I had President Trump on the show, public response has been incredible. So we're looking forward to a very hard-hitting and, I think, informative show. Well, Roger, I'll be listening at 3 o'clock on WABCRadio.com, 770 on your dial, and worldwide on your iPhone and uh, Alexa app. Thank you so much, Roger. Look forward to it, John. Many thanks. Thanks for listening to the Catch Roundtable. If you missed any interviews, go to thecatchroundtable.com or go to WABCRadio.com. Go to the podcast. Get those segments that you missed. Have a nice Sunday.
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC.